Welcome to the My Muy Bueno Chefs Get Personal podcast. I'm your host, Justine Murphy, founder and CEO of My Muy Bueno. I'll be interviewing a different chef each fortnight, but asking the very same questions and their answers are all very different, which is what makes each interview so inspiring. Hi, and a big welcome back to yet another exciting episode with another brilliantly fantastic chef. Today is Chef Gareth Ward, who sets the record straight, of course, on how to pronounce the name of his restaurant properly. Uh, I recently went there to do a review, a mammoth journey to get there. My goodness, English trains took me almost eight hours. Missed my interview slot, straight into the visit, 30 courses, which were all insanely good and lots of wine. And therefore his interview was done after service. Full disclaimer, <laughs> I might be a tad rowdier than normal, um, but it was very good. <laughs> Lots of fun. He's a superstar. What a gem of a guy. Had the best time down there. My goodness. Really, really, really recommend it. Really cool. Well, that's it. Let's go straight into this interview. Chef Gareth Ward. My we when chefs get personal. Chef Gareth Ward. Hi, yes. welcome. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Good, good. Good to meet you. You too. Thank you for an epic dinner. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I must say, this is the first interview I've done where I've eaten 30 courses, drunk a lot of wine, and now I'm interviewing. This is going to be interesting, then, surely. This will be the best one you've ever done. Yeah, probably it is. Kagan <laughs> I did in, in Tomorrowland a few months ago, and that was with all the wine and all the partying. So, yeah, but <laughs> that was the 30 courses. And, yeah, so, well, very good to be here. And I had the most amazing, incredible experience. We'll talk more about it later. How old are you, Gareth? I'm 41. 40. I think. Me too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow, look at that. 42 in November. Boom. Yeah. Bra, there we go. Best days ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay, so first question. How old were you when you first started cooking professionally? So I left school at 16. Okay. And went straight into the kitchen. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Didn't, didn't want to do anything else. Okay. That's where I wanted to be. That's what I wanted to do. And I just thought, I'm not even going back to college or anything because I hate school. Hated yeah. the whole time I was at school. I just wanted to be... It was good for me because I needed discipline and... I needed that, like... But why cooking? Were you drawn to cooking, or... Yeah, you I was just, told to be. You just wanted to get out of school? Yeah. I wanted to get out of school. So you like Claude? I interviewed Claude. And he was just like, I was a lazy teenager. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted an out. Cooking was yeah, yeah. the answer. My uncle told me to be a chef because you'd always have a job. Because <laughs> he says, doesn't like, everyone needs to eat, so you'd always have a job no matter what level you're cooking at. Okay. Yeah, so I went, yeah, fuck it. That sounds amazing. Let's do it. And that was it? That was it. Wow. Okay. What's your earliest and fondest first memory of food? My earliest and fondest is probably stuff that my mum used to cook. My mum, was, she wasn't a great cook, but the things that she cooked that I loved was things like egg and chips, or she made the most unbelievable curry. It was shit. But because it was it's my mum... Yeah, and yeah. her spaghetti bolognese was just unbelievable. You know, I just I just absolutely loved it. But it was, it was rubbish. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, and I wish I could taste it again. Now, Mum's not here anymore, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, I, could, I still wish I wish that I could I could taste it again. Yeah, so it's got to be my Mum's cooking. Special. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, and evokes those memories. Yeah, exactly. It? Yeah. Love that. Okay, which chefs inspire you most, and why? Um, I think my team. I'm, I'm going to be a bit. Yeah, my team inspire me. Yeah, like 
No one's ever answered that before. We don't, um, we don't really watch what anybody else is up to. It's great being out here in the middle of nowhere. So remote from, you're cut off from everyone else. When people are talking about us as a restaurant, we don't hear it. We don't, um... You have no bloody signal, that's why. <laughs> we don't get big-headed about what people are, like, raving about us or anything. Like, we, we just stay very grounded. We do our own thing. You know, everything happens within these four walls. And these guys push me and I push them. That's really cool. Yeah. Love that. Okay, good. What are your two favourite cookbooks and why? Uh, again, from a mum. My mum bought me my first ever cookbook, which was White Heat. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've got yeah, that. So I've still got Lovely it now. Good. Yeah. She bought me that, and then she, the last book she ever bought me, which was Favicon. Yeah, so she, them two books, I've given a lot of my cookbooks away, but I had hundreds, and I just never read them anymore. They just sat on yeah, yourself. Yeah, they just yeah. sat there, and you know what I thought, like, oh, not these boys, because it was my team before them. them. I thought, look, like, yeah, these guys will read them. Like, they're wasted. That's why I invited them all around to my house one day and said, look, just take... I took out the ones that I didn't want to, like, like that sentimental ones, and I said, all the rest, take them away. Yeah, so I let the boys take them. Yeah, because they just sat there collecting dust, you know. There's a point, yeah. Yeah, there's no point. Exactly, let them take Enjoy them. Enjoy them and get right, life yeah. out of them, yeah. yeah. And get them out what I got. Pay, them, pay it forward. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, books is the, one of them special things, isn't it? My mum was proper into books, and she used to go to her charity shops and buy books. And she used to call one of these books that were like all ripped and worn, and you just tell that that book's been passed down through so many other people, yeah. and it's been loved. So important, you know. And that's what's special well about books. And, and just yeah, love, that's yeah. why books will never go away. Yeah. I know you've got obviously audible just now. Just sat on the shelf. Like that, it's there yeah. to help and teach books, and special and things, aren't they? My books. two daughters both absolutely love reading and love reading books, like proper books. And I, I love it, you know. And it's so that. important now because all these children, like I've got two young boys, seven and nine, and it's like all bloody digital. It's like, yeah. no, like yeah. books, books, yeah, books. Yeah, Keep yeah. buying the bloody books. Yeah, it's exactly. so important. Well, got, don't want both, everything to move to that They've world. both got the whole of Harry Potter on paperback each. I don't know why. So I don't know why they just didn't swap them. <laughs> but they wanted them, you know, like so they read all of them. It's great. It's just class, actually yeah. having their head in a book, yeah, not special, just on yeah. screens, you know. Yeah, books are really special. Yeah, can't die out. Great. Okay, which two ingredients could you not live without? Oh, two ingredients not live without. That's a hard one, that one. Two ingredients, part that I couldn't live without. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> you can't help him. <laughs> Come on, you know, you know which two. Come on, what can you not live without? What can you not work without? Take everything else away. Bring it down to basics. Dashi probably is one of them. Ooh, okay. Yeah, because we use it in everything. Okay. And I'm going to say mirrored. Ooh. Because we use it to season sauces. Okay. Season everything basically. Dashi and Mirren it is. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Great. What is your favourite comfort food to cook at home? I love us cooking a Sunday roast. Love it. Or a curry. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it's just something special about cooking a Sunday roast. I love it. Sunday I love it. Roast I like is, cooking it for everybody, though. It's the, yeah, all that smell in the house yeah, and class. just yeah, the so orchard puddings. It's the and, best, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. That's, yeah. It is. That's what Sundays are made of. It is. It is. Sunday's a special day. We were going to open a pub. And one thing that really boils me up is like a Sunday, 
you can't get a Sunday lunch after two o'clock. Ridiculous. It's my head in. Should be at home. Yeah. So when day I, event. So when I open my I'm doing Sunday lunch from 12 o'clock till 8 o'clock at night. That's how it should be. Yeah. All day. And I'll go for Sunday lunch there three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. When they open at 11, uh, then they get at 1, and then they get at 5. <laughs> Done. Loads and of jugs of, of Bloody Mary. No, no. Done. Big jugs of Newcastle Brown Ale. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, love it. Or rum and ginger beer. A bit of a pirate. Ooh, there we go. Yeah. Arr. Arr. <laughs> no, that's Cornish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Didn't say I knew how to do a pirate accent. That was my attempt. Okay. <laughs> yeah, rum and ginger beer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Caribbean. If you could eat at any Michelin star restaurant in the world today, Ooh. where would it be and why? Do you know what? Like, obviously, this is only going off experience but when i ate at franzen oh my god i love franzen yeah yeah it was amazing. amazing and i could eat there every day of the week yeah me too i could yeah. i literally got on the plane and yeah. i could have got off the plane and gone yeah. back there and it and wasn't again. so much about the food it was just the experience yeah agreed. I agree the food was lovely but did you eat um, on the but did you eat on the actual yeah, island yeah, yeah. it was the whole experience of it's the ballet pressing that doorbell and them opening the door and then it's just they got you in the palm of the hand from the moment you walk in and you just make you feel really special but in not pretentious it's very cool, very laid back, you know, like I love doing you sat in the lounge and they said, pick your drinks up, guys, and follow me. Not like, oh, on a silver tree, I'll get your drink. Pick your drinks up, follow me, we're going downstairs. And they just take you downstairs, you know, and you're running after them. It's like, it's, yeah, it's just really cool. I love and it. And like I described it when I did the review for there, I was like, it's like the soupy yacht of restaurants. Yeah. But it was done in the most subtle, beautiful way. So one, it was like watching a ballet. It was like in the bar, obviously, the cool toilets. Well, the yeah, toilet. I'm, like, I'm getting them toilets. I love mate. their toilets. Yeah. But then it's like they've got toothbrushes. Yeah. They've thought of everything. Yeah, yeah. This is the super yacht yeah, of yeah. restaurants. Who yeah. else thinks of toothbrushes? I know. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Okay, so that's one that you put, but where else would you want to go? One that I've never been to France. And so yeah, where, else? France and, yeah. where else is on the list? If you can go, if, like, if you can literally teleport yourself tomorrow. Um, where would I go? If I could go tomorrow. That's a hard one. Without stepping on any toes. like if Alch- the- I think it might be Alchemist. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Yes, there we go. Just because I want to see what it's all about. It looks it's crazy. amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And uh, Francine was my number one, but then I went to Alchemist. Yeah. And Francine went to my number two, and Alchemist <laughs> was like firmly in number like, Yeah, yeah. Just because I never experienced anything like it. Yeah, it's amazing. Exactly, it's yeah. just it's like so it? talented. and yeah. yeah, and it is an experience. You have to do it now. Yeah, You're going to have to. make it happen. Okay, so, and then, and, and obviously the next question is, who would you take as your guest? Well, Amelia, my partner. There we go. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to take some of the boys as well. Like, I like experiencing things with other people, lots of other people. It's cool. I like that. Group of you. Yeah, it's Booking nice. Booking a few of your boys. And yeah, yeah, so you can have a good chat about it. Corin, obviously. Yeah, you're always Corin. Yeah. In. Yeah. <laughs> Just because he's got an amazing bum, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. What do you look for in a good chef? So when we are employing at this restaurant, I don't care where you're from, what you've done, what your CV says, how good of a cook you are. It's all about personality. So we get you in, you work with us for a week, you know, and if you've got a bad attitude and a shit personality, I don't give a fuck if you're the best chef in the world. You don't come work here. Because I can teach you how to cook. I can teach you what we do here. 
you know what, I can teach you everything that we do here, but I can teach you your personality and your standards as well. Standards is a big one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking for nice people. Everybody who works here is a nice person. And if you're not, you don't last very long. Yeah, pretty much sums it up. And I think it's in tune with everyone we've interviewed so far. Yeah. Across the board. Literally, that's exactly it. Yeah. What advice would you give to chefs starting in their career paths now? Um, master your skill. Master and become a master of your industry and trade. Don't try and get to the top too soon. Learn, be a sponge. You know, work in the best restaurants and learn and take it in. Because, you know, when you get to the top, everyone just wants to be head chef all the time. It's not as glamorous as you think it is. You know what I mean? When you're the boss. Like, enjoy learning, enjoy working alongside brilliant chefs. And like you say, take it all in. Because you'll get to an age where you'll know you're ready. You know, you might think you're ready, but you're not. You'll know you're ready when you know you're ready. You know, and then when you get there, it's very sweet. You know, you, you, you smash it, nothing will get in your way, nothing will stop you from getting what you want and achieving what you want to achieve because you're ready, you've, you've been knocked down, you've been rebuilt, you've got layers, you're ready for a fight, you know, because it is a fight, you know, this industry is tough. But you, but like you say, you're ready for it and you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. But you've got to do the time. Good, okay, good advice. And learn how to cook. That's one thing that well, I think yes. it's very important, to, in my opinion, to work in the classical kitchen. Although they are coming, there's a lot of them dying out. Like, I learned how to cook at a restaurant called Hamilton Hall in Rutland. And Aaron Patterson, who's still a very good friend of mine, he was my head chef. Sorry, and I worked under Aaron for five years. And he taught me how to cook from scratch. Breaking down whole animals, making stock, you know, cooking every part of that animal in a pan on the stove in the oven, under the grill, whatever, no water baths, nothing, you know, and really feeling the food, loving the food, skills. loving the ingredients, learning how to cook properly, learning how to fill the fish, learning how to pepper a scallop, learning how to butcher an animal, you know, because once you've done that, you've got to, like, kind of my opinion, you've got to learn how to make the wheel, the original wheel, before you start trying to reinvent it, you know, and then what we do here is very different to most of the restaurants that you'll go and eat in. But, but you need the core. Yeah, I know how to cook. Yeah. So it's, it makes that that changing what you do a little bit easier. Okay, so how has the pandemic affected your restaurant and how did you adapt and evolve throughout? Um, obviously, the pandemic was really shit, but we would never be where we are now without it because we had the time. Like Me and Amelia, we just had Carl, my little boy, Congratulations. So we had six weeks of the most glorious weather it's in the lovely. world. It's lovely. Yeah. Apparently I'm Corinne's sister. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we spend it with Carl. Like, I've, I've got three kids and I've never had that much time with any of them. So we did this whole six weeks of sat outside in the sunshine, having every meal outside. Because around here, there was no pandemic. It was so, because there was nobody here. Cut off from yeah. of course. You know, it was only when they started letting everyone back in that it came. Oh, God. <laughs> You know what I mean? Wow. Them, we didn't have any. The hospitals were dead around here. No one had anything to do. They're all deep cleaning the toothbrushes. Yeah. yeah. And um, oh my gosh. so that we it's did crazy. six we did six weeks and then we both said, We're really fucking bored now. We need to do something because we can't carry on like this. So then we obviously started doing some takeaways. And then the builder. And made your son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> our our builder came. He was already here. Oh, okay. Yeah, we practiced making another one, but, uh, plenty of practice. <laughs> um, 
Our builder, who's got like 20 kids, lives down the road, self-employed. He came up to us and said, he was supposed to start a job in the building, but he obviously wasn't allowed in. He says, look, I need some work. Like I've got, like, I'm self-employed. I don't get any help at the moment. Is there anything I can do? And we were like, right, okay, well, let's have a little chat. And then all of a sudden this like whole project came. Basically what you see wasn't what you saw then, before then. So we completely redeveloped the whole front of the building, all the landscape and all the meadow. The colour of the building, the fire pit. That all happens in this, the whole lockdown. This hall is where we sat now. No, everything, right. and it was it turned into a, like a huge project. That's major. Yeah, but we would never have done it because we'd never had the time, and the government were obviously giving grants out left, right, and centre. So we thought, you know what? Let's do it. Let's go for it. But then, then on the side of that, like I completely ripped the menus apart, started again. Started again, all the development with new ingredients and new techniques. So when we came wow. back, it was like a, it was like a whole new restaurant. And it, and it's I don't think we'd have been where we are now without it. So it's a silver lining to everything. Fantastic. Obviously, it was a really shit time, and a lot of people of lost a lot of close people in their lives. You know, like some very sad stories. I've got a few friends that lost some really close people, and it was shit. But obviously, there's a there's a silver lining to every story. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, and that's our, that's our silver lining, yeah. That's amazing. Okay, great. Thank you. Can you share, I mean, obviously you have a little bit just now, but can you share any wisdom from the experience so far with others? Have you changed and has your cooking changed? Yeah, massively. I've changed, my cooking's changed. Wisdom is just like always, it might, like we never stop pushing. Like, we never ever sit comfortable. We never stand around telling each other that we're amazing. You know, we have something called a snagging list, which is over there. So every day, this piece of paper goes on the wall in the morning, and you write snagging and today's day on there, and we criticize ourselves. That's the only time we're allowed to be critical. Like, as in, like, negative. I don't allow negativity in the building, because right. it's, it's horrible. It just ruins everything. But when we all sit down here after this interview, after this meeting now with you, We'll all sit down here and we'll go through that list and that's the only time of the day we're allowed to be negative. But then it's got to finish on a positive. And then we grow every day from that. And the restaurant keeps pushing. Instead of just standing around going, oh, we're amazing. Oh, you're amazing. No, you're amazing. It's like, right, okay, this was shit. That was shit. It's got to be constructive. We're going to move forward. How are we going to better ourselves? That needs cooking better. You know, and then tomorrow, that list's chucked in the bin and we start a new one. Nice. But we're not allowed to keep, you're not allowed to keep bringing the same thing. Not holding on to it though anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, Okay. Good. Well, that's it for all the questions. Really good to interview you, to come and eat here. Obviously, we just did it just now on Instagram. We have to do it now on the actual podcast. So can you set the record straight, please, Gareth Ward, and pronounce the name of your restaurant for us all? Because everyone is so conflicted about this, I swear. There's like so many... It's probably a pub quiz question somewhere in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said before, I ain't got a fun clue. You don't, stop it. <laughs> no, well, I pronounce it Innesir. But I'm not Innesir. Welsh. Innesir. Yeah, but I'm not Welsh. So it's like I-N-N-I-S-S-I-R. Some people pronounce it Innesir. Well, you're Welsh, what do you say? Innesir. Oh! Innesir, yeah. There's about a million different ways to say it. Okay, we'll go with Innocent. Innocent, yeah. Innocent. And, and it's my building, so I can say what I want. <laughs> well, exactly. And also, massive congratulations. Number one, National Restaurant Awards 2022. And two Michelin stars. Yeah, I know. How amazing is that? Oh, it's major. Unbelievable, it's isn't it? It's fucking 
Hopefully you get a third one next year, isn't it? <laughs> keep on pushing, keep on yeah, grinding. Keep going, like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, that must have blown your mind. Very proud, yeah, very proud. Especially I mean, after everything, the pandemic. Yeah, and yeah. Like, that must have just like knocked your socks off. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, obviously, we don't cook for the guides or anything, but it's very, very humble. Like, it is incredible to be recognised for, for that. Wonderful. And there's a lot of hard work, like any restaurant, you know, there's a Home lot team. of hard work and time and effort and sacrifice is a big thing in the restaurant. A lot of sacrifice, and it's nice to, for that sacrifice to come back, you know, and, and give you something for it, you know. Your whole team, yeah, man. everybody, like, yeah, like, wow. And my kids and my wife, and all that hard work you've been doing. All my family in. that you never see, you know, you're going to go to them parties that you get invited to because you're going to be at work. Yeah, of course. Although we are off Saturday now, so we'll probably go more tomorrow than <laughs> anybody else. <laughs> but still, it's that yeah. recognition. It's yeah. huge. Yeah, it's amazing. And number one. I know. National restaurant number one. I know, I know. Bro. Unbelievable, isn't it? That is. I will cheers you to that. Cheers. There we go. And that is, Gareth. Thank you. Well done for thank everything you you're doing. After it's eating your food. You. you too. And after eating your food tonight, I can see why. Because, <laughs> my God, amazing, Very incredible, kind. and lots of protein. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's all about all the protein. All about protein. All about and, protein. And, oh, sorry, and one thing, because obviously I got the inside scoop tonight from, from Corin on yeah, every, yeah. everything. Yeah. You've never been to Japan. Never, ever. So where did all the influence come from? This food is the kind of food that I love to eat. So I'm obsessed with these flavours. If me and Amelia are out, um, we try to hit these this restaurants with Japanese Thai. Sorry, keep going. Japanese, Thai, Indian, you know, Chinese, Korean. They're, I just love their flavors. Like, I'm addicted to them. So I just, that makes sense to cook it because that's what keeps you interested. You love, love them so yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. It's going to get you to Thailand. Yeah. I need and, to go. To, and to, well, just to Japan yeah. and just to all these places. To, no, I know. It's finding time. Things keep getting in the way, oh, like and, COVID. And also, I believe you're opening a new restaurant as well. Corin's going to go and head that up yeah. soon, which you is know, very exciting. Corin deserves it. He's, he's worked here for five years now. Oh. And he's been an absolute soldier and a loyal, loyal servant to the restaurant. Can you tell us a bit about the new restaurant that's yeah, opening? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tiny little premises in the local town. Uh, we've always loved it as a little restaurant. And the couple that we know the couple very well that uh, own it. And they they have to they have to go on and help run a family business, um, so they have to leave the restaurant. And we got in touch with them and said we'd love to take it on, you know. And um, yeah, it's as simple as that. It's tiny, you know. It's not big. It's not going to be hopefully too complicated because Very nothing manageable. can get in the way of Inesir. You know, Inesir is number one. Always will be. It's not going to pull me away from it. Corinne's quite capable of getting on with it himself. Um, yeah, and it's just it's given something to the locals, I think, which is important, you know, so the locals will have somewhere to go and have a similar experience, but for not the cost of, money. yeah, yeah, you know. Hey, so is, you can go once a week. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly, because it's important, isn't it, that you, obviously we do what we do here and it is what it is, you know, but it's nice to be able to give the Back locals. the community. Yeah, the, the, we looked after each other in lockdown. Yeah. You looked after each other. And they had your back. Yeah, now we, it's yeah, we had each other's back. Give them yeah. something back. Exactly. And, exactly. And embed yourself into the community and yeah. immerse and, yourself. You know, and I love this area, you know, and I love the it's people. Important. And um, yeah, that's it. Lovely. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Really great <laughs> interview. I think you're going to. 
I think lots of people are going to be tuning in and super mega inspired <laughs> by you. And they will just have to, get, it took me eight hours to get here today. Exactly, so, yeah. To do it. It's worth the eight hour schleck, yeah. despite the bloody trains. <laughs> you have a lot of cancellations. Yeah. But most of them are sat in London still yeah. for them. It's ridiculous. I mean, my Stupid, God. Stupid, isn't it? But anyway, glad, glad to be here. Glad to get on the next leg of the train. I said to Adam Handling, he was like, when you drive? I was like, I don't drive. No. Taxi would have cost a fortune. Yeah. So I'll take a helicopter next time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Whatever. Whatever makes it work. It's easier. <laughs> but Gareth Ward, thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. Really, you, really good meeting you. Thank you for a great interview, a great evening tonight. And uh, I'm sure we'll see lots more of you very soon. But congratulations on all that you're doing. Thank you. And uh, your achievements, not only professionally, but personally with your family as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Thank you. And there we go. Now we all know how to pronounce Inisha or in his hair, or I don't know how to even say that anymore. <laughs> Inisha. Inesia, Inesia, there we go, Inesia. It's just a silent Y, <laughs> ultimately. <laughs> That's all I have to say, silent Y, Inesia, in his ear. Oh, oh, goodness me. There we go, have fun with that one. That's it for, uh, and it means Long Island, like the iced tea. There we go. <laughs> That's it for another episode of My Muy Bueno Chefs Get Personal, everyone. As always, immerse yourself within our My Muy Bueno culinary community in all the ways. Head over to My Muy Bueno Chefs on Instagram. If you don't already follow us, please do. And use our hashtag when posting your best dishes and, of course, to search for inspiration. And, of course, please do subscribe to this podcast. Do rate us five stars and share it with all the chefs in your kitchen and foodies and friends alike. And as you know, you'll be equally inspired and will enjoy these interviews. And that's it from me. I'll be back again in two weeks' time with yet another amazing chef. <laughs>